Hello, and welcome to The Kink Perspective. My name's Chris. I'm a psychotherapist and consultant. On today's episode, I want to talk about something a little bit different, something that I haven't brought up before, but it's definitely within our range. I want to talk today literally about sound, or the fetish of sound, which is called oralism. It's not oral as in we think in giving oral. It's A-U-R-A-L-I-S-M. So what is oralism? What are ways to explore this sound-based fetish? Whether or not we participate heavily in the fetish community, BDSM, swingers, whatnot, we've all done things that at some point in our life have turned us on, especially with the person that we're with. What you may or may not consider is the fact that when you're in that intimate setting, hearing was one of these our senses that is literally lending a lot of aid to heightening our experiences. So if you're curious about what oralism is, you're more than likely not alone. More and more people, as a matter of fact, are getting involved in such a practice. It's become quite niche in audiobooks on podcasts, on sound recordings, just on places like YouTube. There's even quite a few sex experts out there, uh, sexologists actually, doctors as well, that have commented on this, the oralistic fetish and how to expand something that you're hearing. A long time ago, I wrote a piece uh, about five years ago about music inside of scenes, about we go to a dungeon and sometimes we're hearing the music play. It's kind of setting the mood for us. It's getting us ready for our scenes. But this kind of goes even beyond all that. So by definition, oralism means that you're literally aroused by sound. How this looks from and, and what sounds are erotic to each person depends and is varied person by person. <clears throat> Pardon me. People that are really or specifically aroused by certain sounds, they're more in tune with their own sensuality. They practice mindfulness. They maybe even do Tantra. And this allows them to connect with those sounds around them. And the sounds that they find that are arousing are quite varied across the board. There are some people who are turned on by crinkling of a newspaper, the shower running, um, they hear a certain song, it puts them in the mood. If you get to more intimate side, when they're listening to their partners, they're, you know, even when you get to something more specific, like the sounds of wetness, right? We don't exactly know who first came up with the term. Um, however, what we do need to understand is the interest around sensual audio experiences has been around for years. We've seen the rise, like I said, in, you know, music was thrown into porn to add that, those distinctive sounds. <clears throat> However, now that we know that people don't just evolve in the visual, that we evolve in the auditory realm, that allows us to, to grow in the likes and fetishes that we are experiencing. If you consider, for example, sensory deprivation, the majority of the time we're covering the eyes. So what does this do? It amplifies our taste, our sound, our touch, our feelings, <clears throat> amplifies all of these effects. 
Um, if you think about somebody who is blind, so they're obviously can hear more, they hear more intensely, they're analyzing the sounds, but this isn't so much involved in those realms. But what we're talking about is once we amplify or we start to understand that oralism is really to this key component of, you know, I'm driving in my car and all of a sudden I'm finding myself aroused by driving down the street and I see, you know, I can hear the somebody cutting grass for whatever reason. It's all of these different components that go into it. There are quite a few people now in the fetish community that have started these, again, a subculture within the fetish world and explore different sounds within themselves, sharing them with the group or with their partners. Um, there's different techniques where you can get some really solid, you know, high quality sounding headphones and find some sites out there that specialize in different oral vocalizations that you can listen to and, and maybe find something that's catching your attention. Especially when you're engaging with your partner, right? You're paying, you're paying attention to the different sounds already during your scene or during that time of intimacy and how they make you feel. And not only then how they're making you feel, but then how they're making you react because you're not just reacting to the contortions in their breathing, you're reacting to the sounds of their breathing, to the sounds of them moaning. Kind of leads me into the next one where we're looking at, um, we're now becoming more focused when we're engaging with our partner in intimate acts. So we have to consider for a moment that if we close our eyes or we're having sex in the dark and all of a sudden, you know, you can hear you know, the impact from skin on skin or our partner moaning in ecstasy or all the other things that come with these erotic encounters that as this continues, it this acoustic level that is played for us sits in our memory impact centers. And these are the ones that are driving some more of our erotic steam and pressure to go further. So when you're looking and engaging... You know, focus on the amount of time that you're varying the sounds between yourself and your partner or really spend some of the time learning and understanding the sounds that your partner is making that's turning you on. And <clears throat> there are quite a few people out there who will talk about, well, you know, my partner's not vocal in bed. It's something that I've dealt with in, in couples counseling um, because someone's shy. Well, then you start to work on a smaller level, maybe in a non-sexual way where you're engaging in vocal activities to raise someone's confidence level. So that way, when you get to those, those intimate moments when you're during sex and you want to have somebody using their words or their sounds to express how they're feeling, especially in those moments of ecstasy, they're no longer afraid to do that, right? So these are some of the things we really start to consider when we're looking at oralism. Another way we can do it, and I've already kind of mentioned this, is when we're kind of getting into the realm that most people tend to play with. It's kind of like a BDSM basic or a BDSM 101, and we're talking about sensory deprivation. When we begin to inhibit our one of our other senses, 
or more than other senses. So we might bind somebody so they can't, you know, feel or touch, right? We might blind them so now we remove their sight. So they can smell, they can taste, and they can hear. And those senses will become inherently stronger. So if you're looking to really elevate and extrapolate everything you can get from your auditory experience, you can incorporate more restrictions in some of, and some of you may, as you know, it's obviously quite well demonstrated, but some of you may incorporate some of these experiences to heighten the level of your auditory sensations because now you're really having to process everything through the auditory expectation. So we already are using blindfolds. Let's use them in a way where we're not just focusing on so much just removing the sight. We're really trying to amplify now and listen to the sounds our partner's making. And you can, <clears throat> you might be hearing your dominant walking around. So you're really listening to the sounds of their footsteps or their bootsteps on the ground or when they're, you know, cracking a flogger and just before the impact. So you're building up that anticipation, you're building up that sexual tension, and then you're starting to release it. Another way to kind of start boosting your, these sounds for you is to start boosting if, you know, you're interested in oralism at all, and most of us are, we don't even know it, um, is to uh, listen to erotic audio. Now that doesn't usually sit well for a lot of people, I know a lot of men don't tend to listen to erotic audio, but this there's been a steep rise in, in erotic audio, especially for women. Um, there was an expert that recommended trying a lot of the apps for erotic audio, such as uh, Dipsy, which features basically very sexually explicit stories you can listen to, just like a pot, podcast. Um there is the realms of erotic hypnosis. I'm not really into that, so I don't know how well that practice works for everybody. But there is another practice known as ASMR, and that stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. And it's a term basically that describes the sensations you feel that you experience in response to a certain sound. So if all of a sudden you hear somebody turning the vacuum cleaner on um, you or they're whispering softly in your ear. Um, you can start to figure out the sounds that are more in tune or turn you off. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be attracted just because the washing machine is spinning and you can hear it back in the, you know, uh, you can hear it in the background playing. But you can explore some of these sounds and learn more about what what in the realm of oralism for you works, right? Sometimes it's about the tone or the pitch or the timbre of all the different sounds that stir the passions within. And then we're adding a new level inside of that passionate encounter between ourselves and our, our partners. And the one good thing that we know about memory right? Um, memory works in a conjunction of ways, but memory can be, you know, very well heightened, or we can stick us in a regressionary state, you know, known as flashbacks. If we smell something, you know, somebody's perfume, or we walk by, 
a bakery and it reminds us when our grandmother used to make us blueberry or chocolate chip muffins, these wonderful sounds, but or wonderful smells, but another one is sound, right? We'll hear a song on the on the radio. It doesn't necessarily be sexual in nature, but it'll take us back to a different time. Well, if you're intermixing some of these sounds during an encounter or a scene, it can bring you, you know, it can later on when you hear it, it's going to take you back to that encounter with the person you were with. And hopefully it was a pleasant exchange and you get to relive it and you will start to feel um, that intensity, that passion rise again inside of you. Um, there are other things you can do when we're looking at something like uh, exploring this in a non-sexual, so a kind of a safe for work type of environment. Um, you listen to the way or you really start to understand the way that, you know, things like how the sounds of your breathing goes in different activities. If you're going out for a run, you know what your, how your breathing has to coordinate while you run compared to the way when you're having a slice of pizza, how that tastes and how that crunching sound goes or the different textures that feel against your tongue. Practicing all of this general sensuality opens the doors for connecting to oralism in ways that haven't been done that are so obvious before it came along, right? Taking a shower in the dark with no music and no candles, you turn out all the lights, you just hear the sound beating over your body um, as it hits the floor and you may or not soap up, but then all of a sudden you're listening to yourself breathe is a great way for you to start to connect that auditory sound and sense to the rest of your body and you're also starting to create inside of your own memory responses <clears throat> not so much like a pavlovian response which was mentioned to me a little while ago that can a can a sound give me a pavlovian response it can but it's not really this isn't in the same realm but what you're doing is when you sit here and connect in this way you're starting to explore the different sounds that really feel good to you and really end up being part of your everyday life you have to be mindful that during the low points of the you know the humdrum of every day versus the exciting moments when you're at the dungeon you're singing in public and you're on your 15th lashing it's a way to strengthen your abilities and tap really into this realm of oralism oralism that you're heightening your experience. When we talk about submissives entering subspace, it becomes another avenue that they are exploring, especially when a lot of people are closing their eyes. And it hasn't been something I've really investigated too much into or looked too much into. You hear, you hear the outskirtings of talking about this. And I think this is why today I really kind of wanted to bring this subject up. Because when you're really... When you're out, you're about, you're, you're walking around, we're, our ears, our eyes, all of our senses are being bombarded by different experiences, different visual um, sensations, different auditory sensations. And some of those sounds around you, um, you while you're taking them all in, you're going to start to notice that sounds all around you 
and their intentional way that they start to make you feel. Some of the sounds you might find are an irritation. You know, if I'm on an airplane and their baby starts crying, I'm going to be irritated. But also take notice of the sounds, not just that are going on around you, but the sounds that you're making yourself throughout the day. So, for example, if you're, like I said, when we go back to the shower in the dark and you're listening to yourself, you're starting to pay attention to all of these things and all the different ways these things affect you. Now, oralism, oralism isn't necessarily for everyone. A lot of people don't really, at any given moment, don't necessarily care about their sounds. You know, they're more about the impact or they're more about, um, I don't know, if you're a masochist, you're really worried about, you know, how, how many lashes am I going to receive today? Um, or a sadism who's setting up the scene and, and is building a big, you know, three-hour extravagant scene. They may not be concerned. But if you put another component or another layer inside of your dynamic when you're out there and exploring, it ends up building. It ends up aiding it. Right. I've like when I talked about this before, when I talked about music during scening, right, it really wasn't even back then talking about oralism. I was really talking about, you know, putting us in the headspace for the scene. And it led to a discussion. Um, there was a there was one comment on it. Um, and they had talked about before the scene, it helps me get into the right headspace. But it was in, I, and because back then I didn't really pursue the conversation and really ask, what did you mean by getting in the headspace? They, you know, they talked about being, making sure that they're ready to go. The music intensifies that atmosphere while they're doing the scene, because then they're, they're focusing, they've, they, as the beats from the music were going or the rhythm of the music, then the, you know, the impacts would come or the slaps would come, or whatever the case may be, it all kind of plays into that auditory response. And they would time, they started timing all of their breathing. And this was, and like I said, this was years ago that I kind of brought up this very minor discussion. And I didn't really know much about it. However, as we look at all of this different things that can give us this effect that, that sexual pleasure can or arousal can come from these different sounds if it's something that you know um that you've always been curious about you know you're out there and you're one day you've heard a sound i don't know um a glass breaking and for whatever reason that turns you on you can like i said you can start exploring all of these things in a safe or meaningful way if you're looking to connect and you're really connected to someone and you listen to all the sounds and the things that they make and it's kind of a two-way street on that sometimes right you know a lot of guys out there that they don't tend to be overly vocal when they're in bed but it is it's a response and that's why we when when men and women are engaging or two people are engaging in sex their partners are you know they're in that throw of passion and they're both screaming out i'm about to come i'm about to come or they're going to orgasm and they're just being ultra vocal right we get more and more turned on by it if that is the case here if there is something in this realm for you that something new that you know i haven't discussed before 
then it's kind of worth exploring. It's worth looking into. It's worth understanding and saying, you know what? Hey, you know, there is something to sound. There are people's voices. There was a time when uh, Barry White, uh, famous R&B singer who women swooned when they heard his voice and they knew if they got home and Barry White was playing, they were going to have sex, right? So the auditory response was already there. And we had, we had cued that in our minds once we had heard the sound. So you can really think of it in that kind of realm of latitude inside of that experience. So I'm curious if, if any of you have had, or if there is something in particular, are there, are there any sounds that really do turn you on and you, you know, haven't really kind of figured out why, or there's something that you constantly need during a scene, you know, put it in the comment section below, because I think it's one of these things that again, this is one of these little outliers that we didn't really realize was there, right? It's one of these smaller fetishes that we didn't really realize it much more impacts the majority of us than the minority of us. And like I said, there are people that aren't involved, that sound doesn't really play one thing or another. Um, you know, nothing against like the deaf community. I'm, you know, not that obviously I didn't kind of think or gauge that response, but I'm not really here talking about that. I'm here talking specifically about this. So it is, it's an interesting fetish and it's really interesting to understand how the more that we're attracted to the sounds, the more our responses seem to elevate. In certain patterns and testing, they've seen sexual intensification grow be between partners, sorry, between partners by levels of anywhere between 30 and 70%. So that's just by adding in the sound factor. Because again, it really is, it's, it's all of those things that they get in tune with and all of the things that they're hearing and not just seeing, but they're really kind of processing through another realm of sense, right? Maybe the next time that you're engaging, depending on what you're engaging in, blindfold each other, right? Do everything through touch and, and sound and see what it's goes from there. Or when you're engaging in something like, um, Mutual masturbation, blindfold each other, blindfold yourselves, just listen. So there is no touch, there is no taste, there is there be some sense, but the reality will be is all it is is you're going to hear and see how much more erotic and powerful that is for you to try out. At the worst case scenario, you found a new way to engage in a new type of play. And at the worst case, you're going to find out some sounds that you don't want to hear your partner make ever again in the future, especially if they sound like a dying dog or a wailing banshee. I'm sure, that's probably not too attractive. But for the most part, I don't think people sound like that, right? And that's where that confidence level comes in when we're doing encouragement and, and we're letting our partner know that this is a space we want to grow with them in. Until next time, everybody, be safe and stay kinky. Thank you.